I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello friends, happy Thursday. I hope your day is treating you well. Today we are discussing the lines of stress and rest for Enneagram Type 2. But first, today's rosebud and thorn. My rose today is that we went on a little misadventure yesterday that ended up being really fun and showed me the joy of expanding my comfort zone. We just went on this little day trip as a family and it seemed like everything went wrong. <laughs> like it was so hot. We were like sweating through our clothes. Nothing was falling into place. We tried to go to this restaurant and it took us like 30 minutes to even get seated. And then no one ever took our order. We had to like leave. It was just like this weird day, but somehow it was still really fun. And I feel like I fell even more in love with my family. It was just a really sweet thing. My thorn is that I just... I read the comment section <laughs> of someone else's YouTube video, like another YouTuber was sharing like some life updates and things like that. And I just went into her comment section for some reason, which I try to never do. And people just have like so many opinions about her life and it was depressing. I just, I don't get it. I don't know why we have so many opinions about other people and what they choose to do for themselves and like their own mental health makes no sense. <laughs> My bud is every Friday, the kiddo and I go to the farmer's market and buy a bunch of flowers. We get any vegetables that we might want. And then there's this older man there that sells honey that our kid is obsessed with and like just loves to talk to. And honestly, our kiddo's pretty reserved. Like he's not someone who just talks to strangers and like makes friends everywhere. And so if he like really warms to you fast, it's kind of a big deal. And so the fact that there's this like old man that my kid loves to talk to and say hi to is so special. And our last trip of getting to do that together is tomorrow because he goes back to school in a couple of weeks and I won't be here next week. So it's like a whole thing, but I'm excited. I'm really looking forward to it. Okay. Hello type twos and those who care about them. Let's talk about the lines of the Enneagram when it comes to you specifically. Now, as a reminder, there are two lines moving to and from your number on the Enneagram symbol. One line moves to where you go in stress. So for type two, that's eight. And one line moves to where you go in rest. For type two, that's four. Now let's talk about what this can look like. So you can use this as signs that you are stressed out. So for every type, the initial sign actually that we are stressed is that we tighten our grip using our primary type structure, meaning type twos become increasingly type two in nature, using their defense mechanisms as intensely as possible. For type two, that looks like hyper-focusing on the state of their relationships, neglecting their own needs, and focusing more on the needs of the partner or someone they're close to. They can have intense emotionality that can look like irritation, bursting forth, or forced intimacy through flattery or superficial connection. Now, when this strategy isn't sufficient, or likely when this strategy adds to their stress, type 2s display behavior resembling type 8, the challenger. Now, the type 2 never becomes an 8, but they may experience the type 8 focal points through the lens of a type 2. The two who typically move toward people, like wanting to please them, wanting to meet their needs, takes the stance instead of moving against them, advocating as an oppositional stance. 
they grow resentful and obstinate in their role of serving people. Now, in the worst case of this, they begin to neglect not only their own needs, which they're kind of used to neglecting, but also the needs of others. And so in this state, no one's getting any nourishment. Instead of, hopefully, ideally, learning to advocate for their needs and under-prioritizing the needs of other people, but oftentimes they may neglect both. Now, at this point, they could become punishing of people who don't appreciate them. They may experience feelings of betrayal and rage that are normally difficult for the type 2 to face, but they can start to really boil to the surface and become more obvious. Now, that doesn't mean that there aren't benefits to this move to type 8. I think there are incredible benefits for two kind of taking that 8 move. First, type 8s are great at advocating for themselves. They demand authenticity, and they're not easily pushed around. So in the healthiest use of this move, our type 2s are given a voice for their needs, and they're given information about what crosses their personal boundaries. This move also helps them to be direct and to the point instead of sugarcoating their wants and their needs. This can also help the two to put themselves in the driver's seat of their life, really figuring out where they want to go, what feels good to them, how they want to live, and taking the steps to get there. They can start to finally prioritize their own success, their own happiness, and no longer be the power behind the throne, which is the common phrase used to refer to type 2, this like person who's like propping up the ones in power, the ones who are leading, while going without any of the credit or the acclaim, they can finally put themselves in the forefront of their life. Now, we're going to get into what the rest line looks like in just a second, but first, a quick word from today's podcast sponsor. Today's podcast is brought to you by Modern Fertility. Knowledge is power, and when you know more, you can make better decisions for your body, for your health, and your future. There aren't many decisions bigger than having a kid, but for many people, their fertility is a big question mark. That's why Modern Fertility has created its easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. Mail it in with a prepaid label, and you'll get your personalized results within 10 days. Traditional testing with your doctor can cost over $1,000, but Modern Fertility gets you the same information at $159, which is a fraction of the price. And bonus is if you go to modernfertility.com slash egram, you get $20 off of your test, so $20 off of the already low price. And fun fact, if you have an HSA or FSA, you can put those dollars toward Modern Fertility as well. You'll get insight into your hormone levels, how many eggs you have, and other important fertility factors. The results go deep into what every hormone means, and you can also talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse to review your results and options for next steps. Now, if you want kids today or maybe one day in the future, clinically sound information about your body can help you make the decision that is right for you. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash egram. That means your test will cost $139 instead of the several hundred or even thousand dollars to go to a doctor's office. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash egram. Again, that is modernfertility.com slash egram. And we'll put that in the show notes for you as well. Thank you so much, Modern Fertility, for supporting today's podcast. Now, let's look at what rest can look like for our type 2s. 
When type twos feel at ease, safe, rested, they move to type four. So they are less people-pleasing and more clear about their boundaries. The focus shifts from others to self, like what would feel good to me right now. You form a relationship with yourself that is nourishing and supportive. You honor your own potential as if honoring that of someone you care about. Many twos receive the message at a young age that their needs and feelings are too much. They learn to suppress them and push them down and hide them, sometimes even from themselves. But this type four move allows them the freedom to explore and express their emotional landscape. Learning that owning their emotions and needs helps to ultimately support the health of their relationship. It also allows them to work through their fear of selfishness and honor a healthy selfishness of learning to put themselves first when it's appropriate. Now, the other cool thing about this rest move is that we can use it to intentionally infuse self-care or what I like to call deep rest, like not just numbing out, but like actually resting and bringing nourishment to ourselves. One way to do this as a type two is to explore your grief and your envy. Who are you envious of? What are you needing to grieve the loss of right now? What version of your life do you need to let go of? You can also start your own rage journal, a place for you to go and put all of your negative emotions, all of the feelings that maybe you feel you can't share, all of your deepest desires and wishes, and then start to notice your anger here because anger is a sign of unmet needs. And so if you can start to recognize your anger and the patterns there, you can start to recognize which needs you need met and learn to either set the boundaries that you need to set or just give yourself what you're craving instead of waiting for someone else to do it for you. And this other element of moving to type four that you can do intentionally is to consider that you're the main character. This is kind of a TikTok phrase, I think, where they talk about like you're the main character of your life or living like the main character for today. But for type twos, I think this is a really important thing to consider that you aren't a supporting character. You are the main character of your storyline. And what would your life look like if you knew that you were the main character and you lived as though you were the main character? How would you change your decisions? And I think fours are incredible at living as the main character of their life, thinking about how they want to feel, what they want to do, what would be romantic to them today, and letting themselves do that and have that. And twos need to tap into that energy when they have a lot of self-care and deep rest. Now, that doesn't mean that there are not low sides of this move to four. There is some information there as well. A lot of times self-pity can come up for our twos or a sense of fantasy of like, if I married this person, then maybe I'd feel this way. Or if this, if they would just notice me in this way, then I would feel better. Or if I had a different job, then I'd be happy. And honestly, that thinking's just not really helpful because there's not much you can do in a fantasy life. You have to kind of be in the reality of your life here and now and establish, you know, what changed behavior needs to happen, what changed circumstances need to happen, what changed mindset needs to happen in order for me to feel the way I want to feel instead of waiting for someone to come in and kind of rescue you or create the environment in which you feel like you can thrive. Now, I'm going to sum us up for a second. Here's how I see these all playing together for you as a type 2. When stressed out, our type 2s may find themselves becoming resentful or harsh like the average to low levels of type 8. They may be more blunt and direct with what they've been giving and more demanding of appreciation for the role they play in the lives of people they love. Now, when you start to notice this come up in you, you have the tools you need to care for yourself. 
using the high set of type four, you can help you to take care of yourself. Take time to acknowledge honestly how you are feeling, spend intentional time alone, be purposeful about meeting your own needs, and being fully self-indulgent in regard to hearing and validating your own feelings and emotions. I recommend that type twos take this time to intentionally give themselves whatever it is they are wishing someone else would give them. If you need to hear, thank you for helping me today, say to yourself, thank you for helping them today. I am so grateful for who you are. If you want them to take you out to a nice dinner, take yourself out to your favorite restaurant. Now, in the same way that you can use the emotionally attuned elements of type four to relieve stress, it can also be a place that you can go to by accident. Type fours are often driven by their emotions and can easily focus solely on what is going wrong. As a two, you may see yourself slipping into this behavior, focusing on what is missing and daydreaming of a life where you are more appreciated than the one you are in now. Now, instead of changing your behavior or situation, you may slip into daydreaming about a different life without creating one for yourself or asking directly for what you need. Now, this is where it's helpful to bring in the high side of type eight. Allow yourself to be direct and honest about your needs well before you are resentful. Speak up about your boundaries and deal breakers at the beginning of a relationship instead of when they've been crossed hundreds and hundreds of times. Hear less about pushing people away by asking for what you need and communicating proactively what feels good to you in your relationships. All right, friends, I hope this was helpful in your understanding of self and others today. If you enjoyed today's episode and have just a moment to go leave a rating and review in iTunes, it means the absolute world to me. I read every single one, and you all just make my life. And these reviews are how other people can find the podcast on iTunes. So it really gives back to the podcast when you do that. And as always, it's such a joy to create this content for you. I will see you tomorrow for the next episode.